In this episode, we discuss the TLC home makeover show, Dream House. That's what this thing's about, right? Welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Hey, it's been a while. It's been a while, guys. <clears throat> it has yeah. been. We've been living our lives, living we, it up. We had an excellent guest host in uh, Jubin, but we're glad to have Stuart back. Nobody can replace Stuart. And, um, uh, except for his evil twin, Stu with three U's, Art. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, and he then, has a goatee, that one. Yeah, yeah. But you sometimes have a go- have a beard. So, so yeah, I guess I was I guess I was sitting out on uh, on my front porch with my fishing rod on the wrong day, huh, guys? Yeah. <laughs> well, were you trying to? Well, if you were trying to fish off your front porch, you it was the wrong day every when day. When I was going to come over and do a flop house, but I got uh, got all scheduled wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were gone, uh, and then I was gone. Elliot was here. Elliot was Elliot. Oddly enough, was in my apartment. Yeah. the whole time, being like, "When are we going to do this, guys?" Yeah, talking to no one, just fondly talking the to cat, the cat, talking to no one. And the thing is, Elliot even hates to talk. It. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a real hardship for me. Yeah. Elliot hates to talk, but he loves cats. Is the thing that's the that's the weird thing. Yep. <laughs> this, uh, this is Bizarro Elliot we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to. I, I couldn't think of the tortured syntax that Bizarro Elliot would. Uh... Me am hate cats. <laughs> that go. means he likes cats. <laughs> but um, but now we're all. Me am love Popeyes. That means he hates it. Oh wow! Bad bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. America's <laughs> new favorite oh, character, funny. Bizarro, Bizarro Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but now we're all back together. Now yeah, America's long national nightmare is over. Well, some of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, we, it always could turn out that America is listening to this while in its underpants, about to take a test it's never studied for. So, Dan, your couch is now warmer from having three boy bottoms on it. <laughs> I don't like and, the way you put that. I find that creepy. It smells a little bit like boy farts. Yeah, okay. A little bit. Well, a lot of bit. Barts, we call them. Why are you putting your headset in? You want to know what the levels are? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to maintain. Uh, well, this is already the most fascinating flophouse intro ever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Should we're we just a get rusty. to it? Should we're we get to it? On this? Yeah. Okay. So wait, what what do we do here, guys? We, we watch a movie and then we discuss it. Okay. Typically a bad movie. Did we watch but the movie let's already? Not prejudge. Okay. We did watch it. I'm not surprised that it slipped out of your mind already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it As is... As opposed to being stuck there and not being able to be removed, despite psychiatrists yeah. telling you that that movie never happened. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the movie we watched that I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke that'll make more sense once Elliot synopsizes the film that and we And what watched. was the film, Daniel? It was called Dream House. I don't think it was pronounced that way. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that's how it, was, that's what, how it was set up in the movie. It was like, Daniel Craig, welcome to your Dream House. <laughs> His name was Daniel Craig in the movie? (laughs) What have you won with your dream house? Well, you've won Rachel Weisz and two adorable children. Names, DVD. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not dream howls? I don't know. Is that? (laughs) I don't understand. Is he a werewolf in this movie? (laughs) Or ghosts howl sometimes. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Dream Krause? Mm -hmm. Where they win Peter Krause? (laughs) That's the best Peter Krause of all possible Peter Krause's. Dream Louse? So, Elliot, what happened in this movie that we and uh, Dream may Mouse. or may not have watched? <laughs> now that you're so, done rhyming things. Dream Spouse. <laughs> sure. Dream Gauss, not a <laughs> word. Uh, Rouse. And anyway, Dream House. Let's just do this fucking thing, okay? Dream House. Uh, what's his, I, was I say, dare you to figure out what happened. <laughs> I was about to say Clive Owen. Oh, Daniel so Craig. Daniel Craig is our. Hello, it's me, Daniel Craig. <laughs> That's what he like. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> he opened with his famous line, "Hello, hello, hello." It's me, Daniel Craig. <laughs> what, what's all this thing? Oh, run up the apple and stairs. Chimney sweep, pudding and pie, Your eggy bread. Favorite actor, Daniel Craig. <laughs> 
We turn into any imitation you do turns into Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. Well, close your eyes. You got Clive Owen on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> same guy. Same person. You never seen him in the same room at the same time, right? Never. Never. So Daniel Craig is Will Attenten, the with the ridiculously <laughs> stupid name, and you'll find out why. Uh, he is a book editor who leaves his job in order to write a novel. His dream job. And leaves the city to live in an unnamed New York area suburb with his wife, Rachel Weiss, Libby, and his daughters, uh, who are girls. Trish? Trish and... There's there's and and, uh, something. And something or other. Anyway, uh, they're in this new house. Everything seems like it's going to be great. We are reminded that they have a happy marriage for about 25 minutes. And then there's a sinister person who seems to be lurking outside of the house. Strange things are going on. Daniel Craig is not welcome in this town, and his family is scared. And you're assuming everybody else is crazy, because our mm-hmm. hero, who we only see the movie through his point of view, couldn't be crazy, Yeah, right? he, yeah. he is surely a reliable narrator. Don't call me Shirley, and you're wrong. <laughs> what? Because it turns out, in an amazing twist, that their house, actually a murder took place there five years before, a man named Peter Ward. Why would that be a twist? Uh, well, it'll be a twist later. That's <laughs> 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 a twist. You don't expect the house. It's called Dream House. You expect it to be a great house. Stuart, don't get oh, okay. twist greedy. All right. Just like when I it. saw Money Pit, I expected there to be a giant pit full of money it, in it. Exactly. But in fact, there's a house that falls apart. Yeah. It's, anytime the title isn't exactly what the movie is, <laughs> it's a twist. Uh, so they he finds there's a murder that took place. A man killed his whole family. And they think this man is trying to come back into the house to kill them. Uh, should I reveal the twists in this movie? A, and it was a couple oh, years ago, right? It was five years earlier. Why, why not reveal the twist? Because reveal as we'll, we'll probably get into later, the trailer revealed the twist of this movie. And also there's no reason to see this movie. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out, surprise, surprise, uh, Daniel Craig's character is Peter Ward. Will Attend 10 is based off of his ID, ID bracelet at the mental home, which is like w one ll one zero one zero. I thought it was just W one one eight ten ten. A ten ten. I think. I think it's eight ten ten. It doesn't. It's okay. What you win? I don't care. <laughs> it's not worth <laughs> no, fighting over. He, 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 he listened to a lot of New York radio. He listened to a lot of ten ten wins. It's where he got his traffic and weather on the ones. <laughs> and that's where it came from. Will a lot of read a wins. lot of tan tan comics <laughs> and wrote a tauntaun <laughs> <laughs> over into town town. <laughs> <laughs> which is a town which is that's a town theme town. It's a snowbound town. town. It is a snowbound town. They ride that would what a great movie this would be if it was the same movie but they just rode tauntauns everywhere instead of cars. <laughs> and they never explain it. You're like I guess this movie's on Hoth, I don't know, but anywho. So it turns out uh, Daniel Craig was this man, Peter Ward. He didn't leave his job at a publishing company. He Wait, left... Peter Ward? That's a crazy name. That's <laughs> No one would have that name. He left He left a mental hospital. They didn't have enough evidence to convict him of the murders of his family, but everyone thinks he did it, and he now has to figure out what's going on. Whenever he goes to the house, it's in perfect condition, and his family is there. Or is it not? It turns out the house is, is abandoned. It's been mm-hmm. condemned, and he's imagining his family... Are they ghosts? He goes back and breaks the news to the ghosts that they're dead. <laughs> the two little girls die, and Rachel Weiss is not happy. She is not accepting well, it. Like, the two little girls are a lot, you know, like they take the news that they're dead a lot better. Like, I mean, I guess when you're a yeah, kid, I mean, you know, you haven't. You, you believe in your dad. Yeah. Your dad tells you. Disappear, they get sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, take, luckily, you take the world as it comes. I'm luckily, alive, I'm dead, whatever. <laughs> Look, I'm a kid. I don't know. It's all coming at me. I'm ready for it all. Just it's a life's a roller coaster. I want every experience. And luckily for Will Attenten, beautiful booted neighbor Naomi Watts is, <laughs> is across there. the street. Yeah, she does wear boots. That's <laughs> uh, that's her number one personality trait. And she cares about Daniel. Wait. Peter Just call him Peter Daniel Ward. Craig. It's fine. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. This hello, I- hello, hello. It's me, Daniel Craig. Hello. <laughs> hello. Naomi Watts here. Hello. Uh, you know. Hey. Hey, you look like a man who enjoys a pint. Would you like to have a pint with me, Uh-oh. Daniel Craig? Uh-oh. Dan thinks he's Daniel Craig. Uh, quick but Stewart. he's not. He's a ghost. Oh, no. But that's not what happens in the movie. Twist so, ending. Na- Naomi Watts and her daughter live across the street. We know that Naomi Watts and her 
uh, ex-husband are very angry at each other. They don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, when Daniel Craig took the train back into town, he saw Elias Codius. You may know him as Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles <laughs> movies. You probably know him as Casey it's, Jones. Well, it is maybe his, <laughs> listeners are aware his signature role, Casey <laughs> Jones from the it, Ninja it Turtles is. movie. <laughs> yeah, name, uh, name the other role that's indelibly linked to Elias Codius. Uh, was, he was in Lost Highway, right? That was him? Yeah, sure. Great. Okay. <laughs> you obviously remembered everything about the character. Where, where <laughs> he was the in da- Zodiac where the day as a cherub. You? Uh, I think that. I think and it was in a, that. Anywho, okay. uh, he's it, probably been a creepo on various like CIS style he's, programs. He's yeah, the like, guy or who looks Law and Order creepo unit. He's the guy who looks like Chris Maloney. I know that. Yeah, I think Chris they Maloney. They should be in a buddy cop comedy together. They should be brothers. Like, brothers like who are assigned to the my same Josh case. Josh Dumel, Timmy the Oliphant project that I'm working on. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> He's like, you might as well just go all the way and say Timothy Elephant at that or point. <laughs> Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Mumakill. What? Huh? Oh, what? I thought we were talking about Lord of the Rings again. No, we're not. <laughs> Nobody was ever talking about that. So anyway. Okay, well, we lost Stuart. He's walking away from the microphone. <laughs> He's just getting re- he apparently forgot how we did this podcast. He thought that he was out for a round. Oh, there he is. So he, uh, it turns out he's his family is dead. He has to get down to the bottom of who killed them because he didn't kill them. Naomi yeah. Watts is trying to help him. Things t- are incredibly <clears throat> slow. When I've told you it takes about an hour and a half, but it should take 30 minutes. Yeah, you no, know? the movie is 90 minutes. and It's very slow. The, the one thing that distinguishes it is the big twist comes halfway through the film. It comes, and but I'm not done yet with the yeah. twists. Okay. Uh, oh, there's Na- another twist. Naomi Watts and Craig T. Nelson are in the house together, the abandoned house that's right, that he lived in. Now on. that he's Burt Ward and not Ten uh, Ten Wins, and uh, her ex-husband and Elias Codius come in. They attack. It turns out Elias Codius was a local hitman. Every town's got one. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And Naomi Watts. I think he was is... a drifter, actually. I think that was a thing. But he hasn't drifted that far so during the period that Daniel Craig was Usually a drifter in. doesn't hang out for five years in the town <laughs> yeah. he killed someone in. Exactly. <laughs> that he killed a family in. But uh, it turns out that the ex husband hired Elias Codius to kill Naomi Watts. He got the house wrong and killed Daniel Craig's family. And Rachel Weiss accidentally shot Daniel Craig trying to shoot Elias Codius. So put that on his Yelp review. Yeah. <laughs> As a hitman. Yeah. Ex- not afraid to kill children. Not good at reading house numbers. <laughs> yeah. It makes you wonder why he didn't check the house number before killing everyone inside. Yeah, it's a big decision. Or just think like, oh, I, no one mentioned two small children. And like the, the, the father in this is like... Like, presumably, the guy who hired him wasn't like, oh, and kill my kids, too. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing about Maybe this. Maybe that's why you're not a Hitman, Dan. <laughs> you ask too many questions. Although Hitman Dan is a great name <laughs> for his show, I guess, his radio show. Yeah, Hitman yeah. About Dan. being a Hitman. <laughs> Woo! It's me, Hitman Dan. Playing Dan the hits the and killing people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, double shot of the day. <laughs> Looks like two songs back to back. This one, it's who let the dogs out, and in former, you this play a lot of going shitty out music <laughs> on your on your show. By the way, your show is only crappy music. This one is going out from Jerry in Astoria to Brenda in Staten Island. I'm coming for you, Brenda, <laughs> and here it is. I got my mind set on you. Oh, that's a good song. This is a this is a bit or something. Has he been working on this one? Yeah, yeah. he apparently. Uh, so. They all confront each other in the abandoned house. Uh, the ex-husband shoots Elias Codius, then takes Daniel right Craig. The, we're like right in the bread basket, right in the right? junk. Yeah, <laughs> right in the man junk. Uh, then takes Naomi Watts and Daniel Craig downstairs, and he starts to set up an elaborate thing where it looks like he's going to try to make it look like Daniel Craig shot Naomi Watts and then himself. And then he's like, "Forget it. I'll just burn the house down," and starts yeah. burning the house down. Uh, the ghost Rachel Vice. Not a fall through on the crimes. No, he's <laughs> really bad. At he's terrible. Well, yeah, they got the wrong family. It's he's not. None of them are very good at crime. Uh, Rachel Vice ghosts. G- Rachel Vice's ghost is still around. She finds Daniel Craig and says, "Wake up, wake up!" Daniel Craig wakes up. Sure. S- saves Naomi Watts. Then goes upstairs. Uh, the house starts burning. Uh, Elias Codius traps with his last breath. Traps the ex-husband in the basement. 
Daniel Craig goes upstairs, says goodbye to the ghosts of his daughters and of his wife. Then there's an explosion of fire. He remembers he's in a fucking burning building. Yeah. And he goes outside and like, then... Holy shit, feet don't fail me now. <laughs> if he had said that again, it would have been great. <laughs> uh, and then fade out, fade up. Daniel Craig is walking down the street of New York and he looks in the window of a major bookstore and sees the cover of Dream House Probably by Peter a Ward. Shakespeare and Company? Or? No, way bigger than that. Oh, wow. This is like, like a, a Barnes and Noble and yeah, Borders and Shakespeare and Company. Not official bookstore? I don't think so. They usually don't do displays of bestsellers in the windows of that one. Could yeah. be. Yeah, who knows? Hey, I don't and know. The Columbia Bookstore is a Barnes and Noble, so there Maybe you go. Maybe a Hastings? There you go, man. <laughs> Man, the the chains are, are are running the mom and pop university stores out of business. Am I right, guys? Maybe a uh, the strand. Is that, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> Maybe a uh, the strand. I forgot what this podcast is about. It's not the bookcast. <laughs> okay, we're recording that tomorrow. Point is, right Daniel after the Craig frogcast, has turned his tragedy into, into dollars into ching. He, he's, he's got like, a new haircut. He looks great at the end. Yeah, of this he movie. does. The money really makes the dead family go down a little easier. <laughs> Although. Going into the background of the movie, it makes a little sense because at that point, Daniel Craig, the actor, has found his wife in the actress Rachel Vice. If they shot the movie in order, which they may not, they have. probably do. Yeah, we were looking. <laughs> usually do. Usually. I was looking up the the trivia section of IMDb. Says uh, like Daniel Craig. There's a quote from Daniel Craig where he's like, uh, "The movie didn't turn out that well, but I met my wife, so fair trade." And I'm like. That's sweet, Daniel Craig, except for we had to watch this movie. Well, but we, we got to imagine Daniel Craig and Rachel Weisz doing it, which is mm-hmm. pretty entertaining. Pretty hot. And also oh, it yeah. means that this was a fair trade organic movie, which is Does great she, for the for the environment and for people. Does she call him James Bond the whole time? I assume I she calls him Craigers or Oh Danny Boy. Oh Danny, mm-hmm. I like that one. Or Michael Caine. <laughs> I, I assume she, would she, she calls him. She calls that. him spaniel bag, and he calls her Greco mice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're why. pet names. Why not? Okay. Uh, and they we're prob- learning a lot about Elliot's style of pet naming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like my wife, I call her Granielle because her okay. name is Danielle. Okay. My pet name for Dan is Ban, <laughs> and my pet name for Stuart is Gluert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, These are names that sound like other names. Stuff. That's also your pet name for your horse. Yeah. Glewer. Well, because, yeah, she's not very good at being mm-hmm. a horse. Uh, so he, there's interesting backstory to this movie. Who was it directed by? It Daniel? was directed by uh, Jim Sheridan, who uh, directed uh, In America, a very lovely film. Uh, My Left Foot, In the Name of the Father. Is your left foot okay? Uh, it's, it's feeling a little weird, but thank you for asking. Okay. Brothers, that was a movie that. Uh, was Brothers came out the movie couple- with. Where Mark Wahlberg and his brothers had to track down the man who killed her, their mother. Was no, that, that four was brothers? four brothers. Oh, okay. That was that With was Andre Benjamin. That was yeah. based on the sons of Katie Elder. Yeah. or whatever. This is uh, brothers was the based on a Swedish film. That was the one that had uh, uh, what's her face uh, from Black Swan, and Natalie Portman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah, oh, that was terrible. Yeah. That was a movie that we I got With a Toby Maguire. I got a screener of it because I'm a Writers Guild member. And bragging, name bragging, come on, guild dropper. And Danielle and I were watching it, and Granielle. the movie we were watching. <laughs> Granielle and I were watching it. Uh, Druthers is what I my pet name for that movie. And <laughs> an hour into well, the, he's always saying if I had my Druthers, he's talking about that movie. If yeah, had it, if I had my copy it. of Brothers, <laughs> Druthers, it's two hour movie. An hour in the DVD like screwed up, like the DVD was broken and it wouldn't play any farther. And Danielle and I were both like, all right, that's fine. You know what? Thanks, DVD. You just saved us an hour. Yeah, that is a very not very good. Well, movie. Well, I haven't seen that movie, but I did. I did quite like In America. So mm-hmm. uh, no, In America. Yeah. So you liked his well-received movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, so I don't know is, why you're you just supporting really the popular stick, consensus. You're claiming you're that I'm jumping on a bandwagon really, really going rather than really going out on that limb. was the good movie, so everyone recognized it as a good movie. No, and I'm glad that you liked a good movie that everybody liked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, saying is, you know, your taste used to be a little more radical. So what's the deal? This guy, Jim Sheridan, really wanted to make a, a crappy, spoiler alert, Ghost story movie spoiler. Alert. No, he. We <laughs> already said the whole plot. I don't know why you're bothering with spoiler alerts right now. Apparently, Jim Sheridan. I don't. I can't imagine this movie being any better than it was. Mm-hmm. Not because it's a great movie, because it's not very good. But I can't see how the movie would have been made better. But apparently, Jim Sheridan. They shot one version of it. A lot of scenes in it didn't test well, so they reshot scenes. And then the company that made it, Morgan Creek, took the movie from him and re-edited it. And then put out a trailer which gave away the twist that 
Daniel Craig was the one. What turned was Peter Ward. Yeah. Uh, and so, in retaliation, Jim Sheridan, Daniel Craig, and Rachel Weisz all said they would not do any press or publicity for the movie. So it was right. a, aside from Daniel Craig meeting and falling in love with Rachel Weisz, it was a very negative experience. It sounds like for everybody. Now I don't know why Jim Sheridan th- thought that he needed to do such a commercial movie when clearly he's well, yeah, the heir to the Sheridan Hotel fortune. <laughs> no, mean. spelled totally differently. Oh, really? Sheraton. Okay. But uh, no, it, it is very strange. But seriously, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, folks. It's weird that they would give away the like. This movie only exists for the twist, and that it was. I remember watching the trailer, and and watching like watching the trailer was an experience akin to I'm watching. I'm surprised this you movie. remember watching the trailer. I barely remember watching the movie. No. Hey. When I when I watched the trailer, I remember thinking like, "Thanks, House Fonzie." <laughs> as the trailer went on, I'm like, "I bet I know what the twist of this movie is." And then they gave away the twist in the trailer. I'm like, "Oh." Well, they just gave it away, and but watching the movie, that was the same thing. It was like you, you know, you you pretty much know twenty minutes in what yeah. this movie's about, and then they tell you like 35, 40 minutes in. Yeah, it's not. Well, the thing is, the twist is not. They don't have much to the movie besides the twist, and what I mean by that is they don't have much to sell this movie on besides the twist. Like, it's not exciting. There aren't any good scenes that like are visually arresting. So out of context, they might look neat. Like the buildup before the twist is not interesting or suspenseful so i can see the people making the trailer being like we have nothing to work with here we just have this one twist to sell this thing with like the uh, they they could have spent a little bit of time leading up to the twist where daniel craig is actually like exploring this supposed ghost house and like or gas and being and being like having getting some if anything some cheap scares out of it but they don't really do that because it seems because sheridan seems like doesn't want to make like a scary movie he wants to make i don't know he wants to make a psychological exploration of some kind, but the, the I mean the other thing is like at this late date in history, uh, you mean, why? <laughs> you mean compared to like ancient Rome? Or? Yeah. But why do we think that like having having a movie where the twist is oh our lead character is actually the guy yeah. that he's been investigating the whole time? Like why at this point in filmmaking history? Is that enough to hang a movie on? Like, when was the last time that was surprising? Or why was would it you Fight even, Club? I mean, why like, would you think like, you could even get away with that? Yeah, like, well, that was the only thing that, that actually people aren't going to guess it right away. About the trailer was the tra- fact that the trailer gave that twist away. That I was like, they've got to be holding something bigger up their yeah. sleeve. Turns out nothing's up that sleeve. Turns out the sleeve for, had room like, for a one scabby twist. arm or something <laughs> <laughs> with like a tattoo that wasn't done very well. It's all spelled wrong and. It's out of proportion with itself. Yeah, it just said Daniel plus Rachel. Yeah, but Daniel is spelled with a Y, and Rachel is spelled with an X somehow. Yeah. I don't... And the plus is spelled with a minus sign. just <laughs> doesn't make sense. Yeah. Instead of being inside of a heart, it's inside of like an octagon. That's pretty meta. Yeah. Is that because a heart <laughs> is similar to an octagon in the world of uh, MMA fighting? Is that really what the octagon represents? They're fighting for the heart of the audience? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. <laughs> Sounds like it changes M- your perspective. Sounds like it? MMA sounds like mixed martial uh, emotions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's like this movie is it's one of these old fashioned movies where it's hung on one twist, and it seems interesting at first that the twist comes forty five minutes in, and you're like, but then they have so to. You're uh, like, what I the see. fuck am I still watching this thing for? Or like yeah. this movie's gonna keep going where most movies would end. They're gonna take us somewhere we've never been, but they don't. They have nothing they to do. Spin their with wheels it. for a while, and then they're like, "Oh, they're like, let's wrap uh, this up in the TV suspense way." Yeah, you know. Then they're like, "Okay, um, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, Daniel Craig wasn't the killer. It so, was some <laughs> other guy." So uh, that twist was kind of not the right twist. And I think the real story of this movie is how inept the neighbor is at killing his wife. Yeah, I mean, he the is whole terrible. Movie is because this guy doesn't give the guy the right address or his hitman fucks up the address. Yeah. Like, if you change the actors around, this is like a hitman comedy starring <laughs> Ben Stiller. <laughs> yeah. Ben Stiller and Eugene Levy. In Dreamhouse. <laughs> oh, when the Eugene Levy's broke and New Orleans got flooded, that was so terrible. <laughs> so sad. There were so many American Pie movies that just covered that city. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real tragedy. It's like that Spike Lee movie when and, Eugene uh, Levy's broke. And George W. Bush just stood by and did nothing. <laughs> did it's nothing. So, yeah. Really, he just flew over Eugene Levy's house in a plane looking down. Just a bad bad visual. What is he saying to America? Yeah. 
Is he is he giving tacit approval to the American Pie series? I mean, the whole country was straight tripping boo at that point. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were straight tripping boo. My what movie was that with Queen Latifah? It was bringing Cass, down the house. Bringing down the house. And uh, my favorite thing about it was like a week or two into the release when they were like. This line where he says, you got me straight tripping <laughs> boo, is, is the, the only thing we so. have. So the print ads for the movie would have a word <laughs> balloon going to Eugene Levy's head that say, you got me straight tripping boo. So people reading the New York Times would see that ad and be like, this is the, that's hilarious. He says that. Or, or like, Wait, this is we... the straight tripping boo movie. I'll like, see it. I like that you're a voice, your New York Times voice. Immediately went to Woody Allen. Like, that is hilarious. <laughs> I was straight reading, tripping boo reading the Times. Oh man! If I could only Woody read impressions. If I could write that today, people would f- forget Curse of the Jade Scorpion in a second. I was I was masturbating oh, to the uh, to the bra You're ads. Like the luckiest and saw... Pierre in the world right now. Luckiest Pierre. Yeah. The gay guy in a gay threesome in the middle, the second in the middle, that guy. Is that what that's called? That's the lucky Pierre, Was yeah. he the first guy that that ever happened yeah, to? Yeah, was the first guy named Pierre. Oh, man. So, uh, Elliot's checking his phone. Dan, thoughts on Dreamhouse? Uh, we just talked about the inept uh, well, it's a wife fasc- murderer. It's sort of fascinating then in gets that killed by Elias Codius. You have a solid cast here. You got... Daniel Craig, you've got uh, Rachel Weiss, you've got Nicole uh, Kidman. Sorry, uh, Naomi Watts. Who's kind of like a poor person's Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Look, they're buddies. They're buddies. They're buddies. <laughs> like the phrase is the poor man's Nicole Kidman. They're buddies from their office. She's a poor person's Nicole Kidman. It sounds I'm like. I'm trying to keep it politically. <laughs> you got Naomi Watts. She's the Nicole Kidman the government hands out. You, got, you don't have a job. You got Elias Coates. But, but to anybody, man, woman, child. Yeah. Robot. You get a Naomi Watts. It's a solid cast of characters. It's a solid. Uh, it's a solid director. And then you just get you. You wonder what they saw in the in the screenplay that they're like, we we got to sign on to this project. Well, I assume they all, yeah. So this, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure you're Jim with me, Dan. This entire movie could have been spiced up with a little bit of nudity, mm-hmm. or a lot of nudity. Let's not limit it. So shower scenes, mm-hmm. beach volleyball that goes wrong, <laughs> and tops come off. <laughs> I mean, it's a little snowy, but that's okay. I think you might not understand what kind of movie this was. Maybe they have a ghost car wash where the tops go. Well, it would be a ghost tauntaun wash. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I forgot they all ride tauntauns. I mean, so. the house is... Con- and the tauntaun bites their tops off, yeah. The house exactly. is condemned, guys, so if they gotta, they got to save it with a ghost car wash. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. That's the only way you save condemned properties or properties that are going to be rezoned. Well, the next door neighbor's pissed off because he had that idea originally and they stole it from him. Or yeah. snaked it out from under him, as we say in the biz. The bikini what, what car biz? wash biz. Okay. <laughs> I, I Is there a lot of terminology for the bikini car wash biz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been running a family-owned and operated bikini car wash for many years now. <laughs> really? Family-owned and operated? Speaking of Stuart. So it's like you and your mom out washing cars and bikinis. Speaking of Stuart. What the fuck I, do you say about my mom? <laughs> I think you'll be interested. I thought we were going to keep this nice. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, off of Dreamhouse, but you'll be interested to learn this news, Elliot. You know, uh, you know, just, working, working a couple of uh, offices down from me already heard it. But uh, I is this about your new shoes? No, no. I, I mean, uh, that's cool. Through through eBay, I uh, today oh, right. you know acquired a DVD copy of the original Bikini Car Wash. So later on this year, I'll be holding a screening in honor of the 20th anniversary. Oh, that's awesome! Of the release of the Bikini that Car makes Wash me feel Company. Very old. That Bikini Car Wash Company yeah. is 20 years old. I also like that you're warning us about your upcoming masturbation episodes. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, mean I, didn't, I didn't expressly say anything about that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's in the subtext, though. Yeah, but that, not that there's a problem with that. I think that's cool. No, um, I tell you, might enjoy that. No, I will enjoy that. I'll also borrow it after the screening, mm-hmm. and not and forget and forget to give it back. No, and because, and because oh, the DVD, yeah, conveniently I, so, and because it's a DVD, when I return it and you put it into your DVD into your player, mm-hmm. it's not going to be, be like last played at. Yeah, it won't be immediately queued up to some uh, sequence of naked mm-hmm. people. That's so really why DVD technology was invented. Yeah, this is a very specific <laughs> conversation you guys are having. So that you could loan pornography to your friend. Okay, what are we talking about? <laughs> Something about something about a ghost house. I don't know it's why you. It was fucking playing with his phone and didn't keep. I was watching eBay auction. I was, watching, eBay 
auction that I lost at yeah. the last second because I was Did recording you? the stupid oh, podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. What's the... It was for a. Uh, it's not. It's a long. I'll tell you afterwards. Is it, it for one of those Puppet Master action no, figures? I've been looking. At. Yes. <laughs> Full Moon Toys. No. Castle Freak. It was for at the thir- 1939 World's Fair when most Americans at the time encountered television for the first time. Uh, they gave out little cards at the RCA booth that said. This is to attest that I the so and so has been televised, and you could fill out the name and uh, date. And there was one on eBay for a lower price than one that I had been looking at, and I lost it at the last second. Someone snaked me, as they say in the bikini car wash biz. Yeah. Thanks for keeping it. Keep uh, it real. So if that if the listener of this podcast is one who snaked me, stop listening right now. <laughs> you, your Flophouse license has been revoked. <laughs> sure. Go watch Dreamhouse. That's what you're you're on get. E- your you're ears on are no good listener. here. Yeah. So this has been a kind of scatterbrained episode of the Flophouse for a little bit. But, Similar uh, to Daniel Craig's character in Scream House. <laughs> in Scream Mouse. <laughs> it's like Scream, but with mice. Um, so, yeah, this it's a movie that kind of is a lot of padding, not good Similar twists. Similar to this podcast. <laughs> Well. Direct correlations. So uh, I guess we should probably uh, give some figure out final if judgments. If it's on... horrifyingly scarifying yeah. or spookily funny, we should give some final judgments spookily on uh, Scream Mouse or Five Goes Crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> <It sounds> perfectly <laughs> done. Can't wait till Five Goes Crazy and Five Head meet up. Is <laughs> uh, this a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie you kind of like, Stuart? What do you what do you say about this? Uh, I kind of went into this hoping it was going to be a movie I kind of liked, um, but the and I think that I think it could have been a movie I kind of liked if they spent more time actually capitalizing off of the capitalizing off the fact that they put the twist right in the middle of the movie and actually went in, as I think as Elliot put it, went in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really didn't. They went in the most boring way possible. Yeah. And uh, for a movie that spends so much time having characters look at each other and talk about stupid shit, they don't actually really develop any characters other than the fact that we know somebody's a ghost and somebody's crazy. So, bad, bad movie. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to say bad, bad movie, too. This movie could have been maybe a little bit of a surprise. I mean, like I said, it's got a good director. It's got a good cast. Maybe it could be like a little bit of a sleeper. But the thing is, there is nothing to this movie other than the twist. Like, this is a movie that is completely set up as a game. Like, okay, this is a guy who's going back to his family. He's being terrorized by people because there's a, a murderer on the loose. No, wait, it's him. And then we're going to, you know, burn a little time up. And then we're going to discover that the murder was actually another guy. And then roll credits. And that's all there is to it. And I mean, it as boring. soon as you see Elias Codius, you assume he's the murderer. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's no other reason for him there's to no be there. There's no reason for him to be in the movie. It's like, oh, this is another name actor, sort of. Like, so. this would be a good story if it was like a five or six page EC Comics like story hosted by the crypt keeper or the old witch or someone like that, and the, but it's just trying to set up a crypt keeper impression. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, oh boy, the scream house. Anyway, yeah, but yeah. Uh, the yeah, there's just like not there's nothing there, and it's a waste of talent. I was just thinking about it. If like the crypt keeper like missed the obvious pun, looks like it's a real s- dream horse. <laughs> like, when there's Cripty, no horse Cripty, in there. Hold on. What do you what do you say? There's no horse in there. That's not scary at all. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I've I've been very tired. There's been problems at home. <laughs> really giving us a real look into the crypt keeper's private life. <laughs> <laughs> I would that I would say. Look at the crypt keepers' privates. <laughs> Dan, how old are you? <laughs> like, what? so I'm sorry. Dan just suddenly turned into a seven year old. Sorry, I said privates. I said private life, and Dan and Dan in his mind this went to privates. <laughs> I am appalled. No, but think about it, Elliot. What would the crypt keepers' privates? They've like? rotted away. There's nothing <laughs> there. It's just, it's just a pelvic bone. There's not, yeah, there's yeah, there's not even there's not even a bone there. I mean, there's... that's the kind of soft tissue that really goes away almost instantly. Yeah. But what if it was perfectly preserved, <laughs> like one of those bully sticks you feed your dog? <laughs> <laughs> but 
what if? Like a, like a mummy's but what, penis. But what if it was perfectly... Like, <laughs> I don't know what, what situation are you hoping that ar- comes out of that? It's like this is like some sort of speculative like fiction. Like, well, like, we dealt with what if what Petty, if Petty met a dinosaur. So. You need to take that idea and run with it. That's what you guys do as writers. Yeah. Right? I'm still dealing with what happens if Penny or Tom Petty meets a dinosaur. Oh, man. Can we move so on? We all said, oh, can we, we move all on? Said, we all really? said good, bad, right? We all said, <laughs> we all said good, good movie. <laughs> we all said this is our favorite movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Give this the we Oscar. We gave it a rent. We all say it was robbed. W-U-Z robbed. Um, so before we get to letters, a little bit bit of business. Uh, a I little would like, bib of business. <laughs> I would like to thank uh, people for some donations to the uh, the podcast. Wow, they thanks. will be retracting those donations <laughs> after your privates joke. <laughs> thank you to Dimitri T, Andrew Q, and James E for your generous donations to the Flophouse. Thank you. Uh, I'm, we appreciate assu- I'm it. I'm assuming we went to the bikini car wash auction. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're what's keeping this 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 bird going. To move on, uh, we have a uh, an email from first name withheld Maxwell. Hmm, interesting. And the email is titled "You Know What You Did." Uh oh. Last summer. And he goes on to say, "You made my night." Oh, <laughs> oh that's that's I was really worried. <laughs> I had the night off on Friday, January 20th, and rather than attend an opening night, Times Square showing a future Flopcast film, The Grey. I don't know about that. It's been getting good reviews. Uh, it has I mean, not I'll, been. I'll watch it on my own. Uh, it has been getting good reviews. <laughs> From where? A lot of places. Harry yeah. Knowles on Ain't It Cool News. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. He's uh, going to put it in butt numathon. He says, I trekked down oh. to the mouth of Jersey, a.k.a. the Holland Tunnel, a.k.a. Daylight Starring Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> to listen to your... I forgot your... they renamed that tunnel after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to you, Golden Gods of Podcasting. It was a joy. I drank fairly heavily throughout the film, and you were perfect gentlemen in allowing me to engage you afterwards and not noticeably scan the room for escape routes. Dan, you got engaged? Congratulations. Uh, I mean, I've been married for quite some time, but... Uh... Have you told her? Anyway, continue. As much as I'd heard about Stuart being the handsome one, I was Wait, still is this impressed. A burn? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. As much as I'd heard about Stuart being the handsome one, it I was, was right. still impressed with the jawline on that motherfucker. Matt of I Love Bad Movies even said we were twins. Swoon. I really wanted to write a love letter to you three. You made my life better. I listen to old episodes while I do housework. Equals points with girlfriend. Mm, dream housework. Elliot's <laughs> constant references to the old ones and the works of H.P. Lovecraft have have me reading a collected works volume that I'm loving. Oh, good. And Stuart gave me his mustache when he was done with it. <laughs> I can't wait to see Marmaduke's second movement and hoot and holler with, when Flophouse Brothers comes up as a written by credit. <laughs> so that's oh, one God. from uh, First Name Withheld Maxwell. Thanks, Mr. Maxwell. And I Thanks, want to, Mr. Maxwell. I want to read a second letter from someone uh, who attended the show uh, titled, I wish all the movies I watched featured commentary by you three. Just was uh, writing in to say my girlfriend them. and I were fortunate <laughs> enough to make it to your screening. What's, hey, what's Schindler doing up there? Writing the list? <laughs> hey, buddy, what you doing? Hey, why is he driving so fast? <laughs> hey, drive. <laughs> hey, drive. Uh, hey, that horse is in a war. I got a war horse. <laughs> Anyway, you're saying he says right, just that's... writing to say my girlfriend and I were fortunate enough to make it to a screening of Twelve Rounds, uh, your screening of Twelve Rounds. You guys were hilarious. We had a great time. Uh, from Danny Patrick, last name withheld. So uh, there you go. So we went to our screening of Twelve Rounds, not yeah. a different screening of Twelve <laughs> Rounds. Yeah, I mean there aren't that many screenings of Twelve Rounds uh, going. Not on. here, but in New Orleans, I think it's still playing. Oh uh, man, sure. it's 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 the it's the town uh, it's the town movie. Well, uh, thanks everyone for coming to uh, that screening, and glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, we had, had a lot, lot of, fun of fun doing. Yeah, and we had a great crowd that night, and a lot of great fans there. I don't want to. I don't want to tip anything before we have anything set up. We are in talks for another. Stop teasing. Are we? We are. Yeah, I think we are. And nobody tells me anything. Yeah. Well. You're just talent. <laughs> hey, the organizer. Just tell me where to be. I mean, we don't. I mean, you know, we don't do it that frequently. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably honest. do it in like four or five months. It's yeah. like it's it happens twice a year. It's next yeah. week, guys. lady. They've got just one week to pretend they know what they're talking about and then forget that. So, flop house. 
Thank you to everyone who came out. We had a lot of people come out from other cities. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Even other countries. People yeah, came I mean, out from Toronto. There are people who were in town who came. Look, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it, Elliot. Okay, yeah. Well, no, it's still great. No, I, I, uh, there was uh, two guys from Boston yeah, who came drove, down just for mm-hmm. the show. Took a bus down from Boston just to see us. Very, and then uh, I can only imagine listening to this podcast the whole way there, just to back. psych themselves up. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. To familiarize themselves with their favorite characters. Sure, like who? Um, uh, Stewart, Rocket Crocodile, yeah. Stewart, etc. Hook handed Dan. <laughs> Um, Oliver Sudden, <laughs> yeah, everyone's favorite. <laughs> Oliver Sudden, mentioned once, <laughs> forgotten about. Uh, this and emails... Babylon AD, <laughs> the baby character from the Lost episode. <laughs> uh, this 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 email is titled "Concerns for Dan's Safety." Mm. Okay, and it goes, "Dearest Flophouse." Your podcast has brought me countless hours of entertainment. Elliot's quick wit and charm quickly warmed its way into my heart. Oh, thank you. I would say wormed its way, but whatever. No, warmed is much nicer than wormed. Stuart's love of ding-dong ripping and musings (laughs) on the inner structures of Duckburg only brightens days that have already been luminous and warm. Thanks to me. And Dan. Oh, what can be said about Dan? The Leonardo of the original Peaches. (laughs) The Cyclops Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. Dan's considerable talent in... Uh, well, I'll get back to you on that one. I write to you... Ouch. Letterburn. Meowsers. The Flophouse. And Dan specifically, because I'm Fan greatly dig. concerned for your safety. Not does this only, involve you sitting on an exercise ball? Well, let's, let's get to it. Okay. Not only does your podcast feature a notorious serial killer, Elliot. No, I've killed nobody, and there's no evidence leading, linking me to it. But and with, Anne Hathaway will back me up on that. But with the mounting Your tensions, no. <laughs> with the mounting tensions between Dan and Stewart over the film Cool World, <laughs> and the recent revelation that Dan is in fact a giant teddy bear, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I fear for the worst. <laughs> We've really built such a complicated backstory. <laughs> it's the mythos of our uh, friendship. Yeah, no, Mi- we can call it a friendship at this point. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say we could call it a mythos. Yeah. Many know of Stewart's wish to kill a bear with a flamethrower, and I can only imagine that the temptation has grown worse after starting a podcast with one. Sure. Every two or three weeks, a bear is so close that he could easily burn it alive. Is and this it's where made s- out of very flammable plush. <laughs> is this where the Stewart and Dan feud began? Must Stewart be restrained during the recording of the podcast or else Dan would no longer be with us? I fear that one day Dan's lovely wife Sarah and his cat will awaken to find nothing but a pile of ash where the great pervasoid number one once stood. <laughs> Who else will creepily comment on the butts of another man's wife? <laughs> Who else will repeat song lyrics as if they were making a joke? I hate that. And most importantly, who will Elliot one up after winning another Emmy? Yes, a world without Dan You'll never McCoy catch up, Dan. is not one I wish to imagine. So, Dan, I see but one option: you must kill Stuart with a flamethrower before he kills you. Flamethrowers at dawn, as they used to say. Wait a minute. Hopefully, <laughs> my fears will be put to bed soon. But I have a feeling that Stuart is a quicker draw with a flamethrower than you. No offense. Sincerely, Matt. Last name withheld. Or it might give me an opportunity to rise from the ashes like a powerful phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Or not. I'll just die. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so it sounds like our listeners are instigating a little bit of a fire feud mm-hmm. between you two fellows. Sure. Uh, uh, what's going to happen? Hopefully one of us, like Kirk Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> no, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> one of us is going to be fireproof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably because one of us doesn't look at internet porno. You know, well, that's <laughs> neither don't. of you. <laughs> yeah. The only the only reason I can think that either of you doesn't look at internet porno is because you have like a real doll or a flashlight or something that's or taking up all your like time. Like the you know like the, the, the our wireless network is down. Yeah. And the dial up takes so long. Ah oh, man, don't get me started. Come on. So you're you've gone to paper only. Yep. <laughs> only Tijuana Bibles for this guy. <laughs> Just the old-fashioned type of form. I like to see Blondie get a nice Roger ring from from, from, from an old-time gangster. <laughs> While Dagwood looks on horrified. They don't do real. They don't do modern Tijuana Bibles anymore. You don't have like Garfield Tijuana Bibles. I mean, I'd, I'd probably read them. <laughs> I'm sure. On, I'm sure in some. 
terrifying corner of the internet, you can find... Garfield having sex with lasagna? Yeah. <laughs> How would that even happen? Well, Odie chokes himself or something. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like you've made this already or seen it. It, it just flows out of my mouth. <laughs> Similar to the novel that Daniel Craig's character in Dreamhouse is writing. Mm, yeah, because it came out of his mouth. <laughs> and I'm sure... That and onto the page. I can just see the blurb on Dreamhouse is, a chilling thriller. Don't know why the Garfield lasagna <laughs> sex scene. <laughs> Buy Dreamhouse, but skip pages 400 through 403. <laughs> Uh, on the note of me, <laughs> did your soul just leave your body? What was that sound? <laughs> well, thinking about Garfield fucking lasagna, my soul did leave my body a little bit, but I caught it. I caught it before it could fully uh, escape. Okay, good. But uh, on the note of me being a giant teddy bear, uh, I'd like to mention that Flophouse fan uh, Govind. I, I hope that I'm saying that right. You probably but, uh, not. He has done uh, three uh, delightful pieces of, or horrifying, depending on your. <laughs> Sure. But uh, d- delightful pieces of Flophouse fan art. Okay. Or that, fart. Of me as a bear that will be uh, put up along with this episode. At the Flophouse Gallery, also known as the webpage. <laughs> also known as www.theflophousepodcast.com. Or Flophouse Podcast. The there should gallery. be a section of. <laughs> or the day gallery if you look at it during the day. Uh, Not open. <laughs> this gallery is going out of business. No one wants to go to an art gallery at three in the morning. Uh, we should have a section of the website just for fan art. There's been a lot of it by this point. Uh, if I have I been... I a lot. Well, at least four. If I've been a good web- webmaster... Which you haven't. Uh, those pieces should probably be tagged with fan art. But they or may fart. not be. Yeah, well, I mean, it just be it might be nice to get them all in one place. Now, probably, if you, probably if you click on the tab fan art, uh, you'll see them. But what Stop if there was like a page that said... <laughs> Let's move on with these letters. Wow, Stuart is the peacemaker for once. And not just the fresh maker. So, uh, this... Got any more letters in there, this last This last letter... Or letter. Uh, is from Brian, last name withheld. I'm assuming it's Brian Austin Green. And it's titled, Thanks for 2011. It's probably Brian Austin Green now. <laughs> hey, Flop Crew. 2011 was a particularly difficult year for me. Nothing too bad, just little things like losing my house, oh. like many other people have, and dealing with my wife's unemployment for most of the year, and thus keeping up with far too many bills. It's been a little stressful dealing with such things while raising a young toddler and making sure all these things never really touched her in a way that was too detrimental. So when I hear the deep mournful sighs from Dan, I can think, hey, things could be worse. <laughs> Listen to that man's sorrow. <laughs> Seriously, though, I've been listening for years, and I appreciate the time and effort all three of you take to consistently make a podcast that's lasted as long as it has. Just even taking the time out of your busy schedules through work changes and everything else to get a podcast out semi-regularly, I appreciate that you guys continue to do it. I'm not saying you have to do it forever, because hopefully someday every piece of cinema will be a masterpiece as Hollywood perfects its craft. Oh, no. Entropy goes the other way. It's just been nice to have something familiar and funny and enjoyable to listen to and forget about stress every now and then. I wish I could have donated to the podcast more often, but I'm glad to hear that Dan can afford to keep the podcast going easier now. Thanks for 2011 and 2010 and 2009 while I'm at it. Brian, last name withheld. Oh, Brian, that was really sweet. Thank that you. Was very sweet. And uh, Yeah, I mean, I, all jokes aside, thank you for listening, and that really sucks. I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. Yeah, and also, tough times. speaking of donations, I think you are exempt from ever doing any donations ever again, and I feel like we need to refund donations <laughs> that you may have made in the past. I mean... I'd say the opposite. We gave him a lot emotionally, and wow, he has to repay us for that. Wow, listen to this yeah, guy. I mean, My you, new character, Dan, Heartless Elliot. Dan needs to own multiple DVD copies of the Bikini Garwash. <laughs> he only has one. Yeah. Only one. What if he What if I want to loan one out? Then uh, I don't yes. have it. I don't <laughs> have it. Like, like in the middle of the night, if I want to watch Bikini Car Wash <laughs> Company, what am I supposed to You'll do? You'll be literally shit out of luck. <laughs> Why literally? I don't understand. <laughs> you will be literally shit out of luck. You'll water. be literally up a river without a paddle. I don't, I don't think so. You will be literally dying. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, Brian, don't donate anymore. You need that money, and we, yeah. we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, but we did have a pretty good 2011. 
We made some jokes, did our first live show. Mm-hmm. You got married. I got married. You guys came to that thing. Yeah, it was great. Had a bachelor's party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. In Baltimore, for some reason. In beautiful not, Baltimore. Not in Baltimore, and in WTF, Glen Burnie. Dude. <laughs> um, I, no, I just needed to pick at that scab a little bit. And I'm glad that, that Dan was able line? to take on his Dirty Dan persona yeah, that's true. and go down with us to but that's sunny a story, Glen Burnie, Maryland. That's, that's a story a, for another time on yeah. Flophouse Chronicles. <laughs> You'll read that on the... <laughs> the young Flophouse Chronicles. I thought it was Flophouse yeah. Nights. <laughs> Flophouse Nights, our Cinemax show. Spelled with a K. Oh wait! So are we crime fighters? <laughs> yes. Oh okay. That was I misread what the show is like. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, tw- yeah. I thought we did some good shows in 2011. We got picked up more listeners, mm-hmm. and uh, we got picked up for the back nine. That was nice. It was nice. The I think we just lost some listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I th- wait. I hear somehow the sound of people shutting off their computers and throwing them into the river. <laughs> Same river. The river podcast. Oh, well, the river of life. <laughs> So uh, I guess this is the point in the podcast where we make some recommendations. Sure. Okay. Movies that people might actually and enjoy. When do, we plug? when do we plug stuff? At the end, after okay. this. Stuart, you seem uh, raring to go, though. Do you have oh, any recommendations sh- of a movie sure. that uh, listeners might like to see? Well, people that have been listening for a while probably know that I like myself a good uh, Dirty Dozen-y style war movie. Men on a Mission, you would sure, say. Sure, Exactly. And this week's recommendation is no different. I am recommending the movie <laughs> Invisible you're... Maniac. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you've recommended that type of movie before, actually. But listeners know that, that that Stuart loves musicals set in the '30s. So another one of those, Castle Freak. <laughs> so I'm going to recommend a little. I think over four years you've recommended three movies. <laughs> Anyway, say I'm going to be recommending a movie called Ironclad, starring James Purefoy as a grouchy dude, uh, (laughs) as a grouchy Knights Templar who leads a ragtag bunch of dudes against an evil English king. So if you like watching a movie set in the Middle Ages where a bunch of dudes hit each other in the head with axes and their heads totally explode and Brian Cox gets both of his hands chopped off before being thrown against a wall with a trebuchet. Go see the movie Ironclad. In all seriousness, that's very specific. <laughs> what, so is that a section in the store or is that an official genre? It's under the Brian Cox section. Excuse me, can you point me to your knights get hit in the head with axes? And their head explodes section. Yeah, it's right behind. Uh, it's right behind romance. So, so <laughs> it's actually go through it. the beaded curtain. That's porno. Then go through the next beaded curtain. That's the knights getting um, hit in the head till they're on a subset of porno, which is knights getting hit in the head. Like I will admit, watching the movie, you're not going to be like, "Oh wow, this is amazing." I'm looking at movies in a whole new light. Undersell but it. There's just. <laughs> I, I get a certain pleasure from watching a movie where you know all these awesome battlers are all going to die and one dude at the end is going to be like, oh, spoiler alert, oh, we managed <laughs> to survive somehow, but only one chode is still alive. Um, <laughs> only one chode. Kind of, and so it's that dialogue from the movie. <laughs> yeah. A vast ye chodes. Ripped from that one. Um, but the thing is, well... Yon chodes will be no match for mine let, armies. Let me sell this movie. There's, okay, uh, keep selling. Paul Giamatti plays an evil English king. And he's great. He's mm-hmm. got at least one or two great speeches. You got Brian Cox. You got Mackenzie Crook in a non-Pirates of the Caribbean or office role. Uh, you have James Purefoy for some reason playing like a grim loner, which James Purefoy is easily at his best when he plays like kind of a crazy guy, like in on the TV show Rome, but whatever. Um, but it's really fucking gory. It's like watching a like watching an entire movie that's just the Battle of Helm's Deep, but instead of orcs, you have dudes who are about to get their heads smashed in, <laughs> and it's super gory. And they play the same music, and uh, it's pretty awesome. So check it out. All right, Dan. Ironclad. Uh, I you know I haven't seen a lot of movies, but I, as it happens, I saw a good movie with Daniel Craig in it, and that was the. Uh, the American version of uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, oh. which uh, I, you know, like that's yeah, a mo- it's good. It's a movie that uh, I was actually sort of surprised it wasn't a bigger uh, hit. Like it did not do a lot of box office, uh, particularly in. It like, wasn't Buffo Bo, is what you're saying? No, it didn't. It didn't, it didn't what you're o- saying is the Hicks, not open Hicks, <laughs> sticks picks. It's the. Yeah. Uh, 
Are you saying that right before the holidays, people weren't into watching a Swedish a movie <laughs> a, set in Sweden a, about rape? A Swedish rape conspiracy movie, <laughs> yeah. or rape spiracy movie? It was not a big. Hit. It was not. Did not open huge. It did not open huge. Uh, you but, would think, with the success of the New York Giants, that New York Giants owner something Mara, his daughter, in a movie. Uh, wait, I'm basically. Wait, no, I fucked that up. <laughs> Well, no, but the, the that Rooney Mara is like weirdly related to the guy who owns the New York Giants. I did not know that. Yeah, mm. fun fact, mm-hmm. film fun fact. It wasn't that, I that fucked fun? Up. Well, not that fun. <laughs> I know I messed up. Okay, <laughs> chill out. Continue. I'm looking at a really small cat on my phone. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, I I sort of expected a movie that was based on a international bestseller to open larger. But the thing is like. It, it's it's had some legs. I saw it. In, I saw it late in its run, and it was <laughs> Stuart Tudor's word is showing a tiny cat on his phone. Uh, it looks but, like uh, a bumblebee in cat form. <laughs> late in its run, we saw it in a completely full theater, and I think that's a testament to the fact that it has legs. Like people are talking about it and and enjoying it, mm. and it's a movie that takes some of the lessons. It's not as good as Zodiac, but it takes some of the lessons that. I think that David Fincher learned making Zodiac and applies it to a fiction movie. Some or, of the lessons he forgot when he made Benjamin Button. Right, but it takes it, it's a it's a you know it's a serial killer film and a mystery film that has a legitimate slow burn, uh, but it like the tension mounts very effectively, and it's a movie where there's a fairly complex mystery story that's told at times almost entirely visually. But you still follow exactly what the clues are that Daniel Craig is putting together, and it makes it makes total sense. And uh, Rooney Mara does a great job as Elizabeth Salander, and uh, it's just a, it's just a really entertaining movie that I would hate to think is, you know, a sort of a uh, footnote in David Fincher's career when, for whatever reason, like. Fucking Benjamin Button was uh, like a uh, like a big movie for him. So the movie you're recommending is Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Yes, one hundred percent. I'm one hundred percent. The Curious that George movie. of Benjamin Button. Um, I will recommend another serial killer movie. It's Serial Killer Night on the Flop hey! House, except for your movie and the movie we watched. Uh, this is a movie called The what Chaser. Re- oh, I'm Ironclad. Yeah, The Chaser, which is a Korean movie about a former cop who has been kicked off the force, and now he's a pimp, and he finds that one of the girls in his stable has been kidnapped by a serial killer, and he has to figure out what's going on and find her. He thinks that his girls are being kidnapped and sold by somebody. Uh, He doesn't realize that they are being killed by the serial killer, and he and the police keep coming into cross-purposes and running into each other while trying to catch and contain this guy. And there are a lot of... Very good suspense scenes. It's a really grim movie, and it gets grimmer, uh, but it is a good example of the Korean thriller, you know, genre that's been doing flourishing over the past, you know, five or six years or however long. And I also want to touch on um, if you are a really big fan of the Magna Carta document. <laughs> Ironclad is also good isn't? for fans of the Magna Carta, guys. Yeah, that's, I've, I'm a huge fan of limiting the powers of King John, so I'm definitely gonna gonna watch Ironclad. <laughs> Can we plug our things now, Dan? Sure, why not? Do people have things to plug? I do. I got a ton of shit. Sure. Well, I just have one thing. Sure, First yeah. off, let me start. I don't know about you guys. But this weekend, I got some big plans. What? I'm going to crack a couple of brewskis and go see our pal Nick Cage in the hit thriller, Ghost Rider <laughs> Wait, are Spirit Are you plugging of- a movie you're not even involved <laughs> you're, you're, with? You're plugging, <laughs> you're plugging <laughs> the Ghost Rider... Uh, Spirit of Vengeance movie? I thought that's what we do when we plug. We talk no, about what we're doing no, over the weekend. We plug things that we're involved with. Are you getting with? money from Neville Dean and Taylor? I don't understand. No, I just I wanted to see if you guys wanted to go see Ghost Rider with well, me. Well, you could have asked us that off air. <laughs> But not, not in plug form. It's not a plug. But I thought our Flop House fans would want to go see it. Okay, fine. With you? I mean, maybe. 
So go to a movie theater and <laughs> somewhere we in the might New York City up. area on a weekend. It's possible that we'll all be there. Cracking beers, watching Ghost Rider. <laughs> I mean, well, I have an actual plug for a thing. That I got I'm another doing. one. That was I just, will, just but start. let me go with this one, and then you can go to yours. Uh, the next in uh, my rapidly diminishing series of film screenings is coming up. Diminishing? Why? Uh, my series, closely watched films, is coming to a close. Uh, due to my overscheduling of myself. Uh, and at some point in the future, I'll show movies again at 92i Tribeca, but I have two months left, and then I am going to draw this series to a close. Take a hiatus. Take a very long hiatus. Uh, and so on the first Thursday in March, which I think is March 1st, um, I will be showing The Great Northfield Minnesota Raid, a really great uh, 70s Western crime action comedy. Uh, starring Cliff Robertson and Robert Duvall. Uh, it's about the James Younger gang trying to knock off a bank in Minnesota and totally screwing it up completely. Uh, and it's a really good, un- like kind of this patchy, but in a really interesting, fun way, 70s Western that's been overlooked uh, by most people. And that will be 7.30 p.m., first Thursday in March. And my guest will be Jason Jones, correspondent for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Um, and you may know him Mr. From... Samantha B. Miss, yeah, he may know him as Mr. Samantha B. Hollywood Kalen over here, calling in the big guns. Oh, yeah, well, I only got two shows left. I gotta bring in big guests. Who's next? Hugh Jackman? Yes, Hugh Jackman. Okay. No, not Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. But so, Jason Jones and me will talk The Great Northfield Minnesota Raid, a really fun movie. And I also want to plug uh, March 8th at Charlene's Bar is going to be a Purim party for all you non-Jews out there. That's a costume party. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. They're going to be doing raffles for charity. Uh, that's Charlene's Bar on 353 Flatbush in Brooklyn, New York. Please come down. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure I'll be dressed up as something really cool like uh, <laughs> Nicolas Cage or something. Yeah, or um, uh, Drongo Marenghi. What's his name from uh, Boyfriend School? Drongo Marenghi from Boyfriend School. That's as cool as it gets. Yeah. yeah. Elliot will be... That's I what know. all women want. Some kind of an old timey movie actor, and yeah. Dan will be a muscle man or something. <laughs> awesome, so guys, not in real life. So, yeah, this is the part of the show where we end the show. <laughs> you mean the end of the show? Yeah, what's going That's on? What here? it's called? Whenever we end the show, you get this look on your face like you're about to pull one over on us. Yeah, like you got your James Franco look. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, the abominable Doctor Fives is running the show. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing has been a trick. And you're trapped in my infernal machine. Oh, no. You mean your apartment? <laughs> yep. So, P.S., I love you, and good night. <laughs> and good luck. You know what? Well, maybe we should take care of the Stuart and end the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening uh, again for some reason. My name is Stuart. My name is Elliot. My name is Dan. Thanks for listening. Good night. Peace. Or good morning. Deuces. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> Are you moving the microphone away because you don't want me to talk in this episode? No, I'm trying to. Because I'm kind of the meat. Mm-hmm. In the fluff house sandwich. <laughs> would, would I be the mayonnaise at that point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, emphasis on man. Oh, boo- wait. The mayonnaise. Yep. And Dan is the plate. You're the... <laughs>